This episode of Things Cooks Know is brought to you by Squarespace. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter offer code REALSIMPLE at checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace. Build it beautiful. And by Audible. Audible has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. Get a free 30-day trial at audible.com slash cooks. Hi, I'm Sarah Humphreys, the executive editor of Real Simple, a busy stepmother of two, and an amateur cook who loves to cook but has lots of questions. And I'm Sarah Karnasevich, the food editor of realsimple.com and a working mom who tries to give you all the answers. Welcome to Things Cooks Know, the weekly podcast where the professional cook, that's Sarah Kay, shares advice and secrets that the busy amateur cook, that's me, can use in her own kitchen with her own family. This week we're talking about citrus, which is basically the only bright spot in the entire (laughs) grocery store from now until what? Early March? Yeah. It's so nice to see it. And you start to, like, it's good because right about this time of year, you really, you start to need it, right? Yeah. Like I mean, craving. my body actually yeah. craves grapefruit, yeah. which is very weird for my body. <laughs> and so, yeah, I've been buying a ton of grapefruit. And my husband's really obsessed with those sumo oranges, mm-hmm. which I think are like a combination of a nectarine and an, a regular California orange. And they have that kind of weird knob on the top. Have you ever seen these things? Wait, a nectarine? Oh, not a nectarine. <laughs> Tangerine. <laughs> I was like, this is something I have not heard have of. You've heard about blowing the, my mind. The recent hybrid <laughs> of stone fruits and citrus. A tangerine. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I know what you're t- it has like that little hat. It's got a little, it's got like a sumo top knot, mm-hmm. and you just pull it off, and they're super easy to peel, and they're so sweet and juicy, but their season's already over. It's like, it's basically like the first couple weeks in January. So done. Anyway, citrus. You had a, you cooked something or baked something this weekend. Yes. With citrus, right? This is like a staple <laughs> in my house at this time of year, um, which is olive oil cake with, you know, either lemon or grapefruit in it. And I made grapefruit one this weekend. And <laughs> I would say my excuse for making it was we have we have new neighbors who moved in a couple of doors down from us. And I was going to do like the welcome wagon thing. And I was like, oh, well, you know, I'll just I'll just make an olive oil cake because it's really easy. It's like a loaf cake and I'll bring it over to them. And so I made it. But then, <laughs> this is going to make me sound really horrible. But then it started raining like really, really, really hard. I mean, and to be fair to myself, it was raining really hard. Like, yeah, it was it was deluging. It, you would have gone outside and been soaking wet in two seconds. So then I said, "Oh, I'll just wait until it stops raining to go over." And then it rained all day, and then I ate the olive oil cake. <laughs> <laughs> so, neighbors, I hope you're not listening. It's the thought that counts. <laughs> Okay, so so that's your staple. And then I know you had also talked about interviewing Ruth Reichel yeah. for realsimple.com. And, and one of the things she said about citrus really stuck with you. She said that she thinks that pretty much everything that she cooks or anyone cooks, um, like the one upgrade that she would make is adding a little, a little bit of lemon. That that is one sort of small tweak that can really bring out the the best in a dish. And I loved when she said it. I think it's totally true. And I was talking to our engineer earlier, and I, I said that I thought the two things that everyone should have in their kitchen at all times are onions and lemons. Okay. So onions there you go. Lemons. That's right. how important I think citrus is. All year, but especially now. Well, it's unbelievable that we haven't done an episode on citrus until this point, but... 
better late than never, right? Yes. And it is peak season. So let's start with the real basics, which is kind of buying them. Sure. Buying any sort of citrus and then storing it. So when you buy it, you know, my, my first question always is when you go to the grocery store and you've got your, your – right away you see the organic section mm-hmm. and you kind of look there and then you look to the other – non-organic section and you just <laughs> kind of like, why am I gonna it's like a that? tennis match yeah. in terms of citrus is it important to buy organic I think that it depends on how you're using it whether it would be more or less important or worth getting the organic if you're going to be using a lot of the skin the zest of the citrus then it I think it's often worth going for organic or say you're going to be like in you know, even if you're going to make something like limoncello or something like that where you're actually like infusing the stuff that you're making with the peels then you know you probably want to splurge for the stuff that doesn't have chemicals all over it. Um, if you're just squeezing the lemons and getting the juice out or or the grapefruits or the limes or whatever we're talking about here, then I think, um, you know, you can go either way. Well, I did. I looked up the, on the Environmental Working Group's list to mm-hmm. see. Dirty Dozen? The Dirty Dozen. It's there, no, no citrus is on the Dirty Dozen. And in fact, grapefruit is on the Clean 15. Yeah. Um, so I think that, yeah, obviously always use your judgment, right? Yeah. And kind of what works best for you and your family and your budget and all that. But they are certainly not on the list of like the biggest offenders. Right. So that's good. Okay, so you get it all your all your citrus home. What? How do well, you store it? There's just one other thing I would say about choosing, okay. which is that I, it can be a little tricky to choose like what's the ripest versus. Oh, it's impossible because a, it's a complete roll of the dice. Yeah, they don't they don't like have the same uh, signifiers of ripeness as other f- fruit. Um, but I think the things to look for are um, the weight because that's going to kind of tell you how much juice they have inside of them. And also how they smell can sometimes be a good indicator, And like if you're getting a good perfume from them. And then also just how hard hard they are, too. Like Is it- you don't want – you certainly shouldn't be able to, like, stick your finger through the skin. That means they're going – bad, but Mm -hmm. if they're like completely rock hard, they don't yield at all, and you're not feeling any juiciness in there, that can be a bad sign, too. I think, like, it's so weird with lemons. Like, I'll buy a lemon, and I'll cut it open, and the skin will be (laughs) so thick. Three quarters of the lemon will be skin. Right. The next one, you know, you go back to the store, you get another batch, and the skin is like a millimeter and the lemon's like really juicy. I think it's so hard to tell. Well, you know, and I was reading a little bit about lemons and limes and varieties on the train this morning and as you do as one does and what i i mean there's like there's so much information that i couldn't even penetrate on the subject but it turns out that it's very hard to tell the difference between different varieties of lemons just from like looking at them with the average person's eyes and even like growers like some of the most common varieties of lemon look very similar from the outside. So it's not just you. Deceptive. Good. It's not just me. I always think I'm buying a different version or something. And anyway, it's very disappointing to get that thick And they're all kind of like jumbled together at the store anyway. That's true. Okay. So you get them home. Do you put them in the fridge? Do you put them on the counter? So they do not need to be refrigerated and, and they will do just fine at room temperature. If you want to refrigerate them, it's really not going to hurt them, and it will help them last a little bit longer. But the key is that 
if you're going before you juice them or anything like that or you know squeeze them it's best to let them come back to room temperature they're just they will be a little bit they will yield more i guess i should say if once if you do that and that other trick that you may have seen before is you can kind of like roll them under your palm like on the counter just to kind of that sort of breaks up some of the fibers inside them some of the the pith and that makes getting more juice out of them easier okay i like putting grapefruit in the fr- in the fridge because i love a cold grapefruit yeah Oh, that's love good. it. Whoa, and here's one more thing, especially this time of year when citrus is in season, you see a lot of those like big bags of grapefruit yes. and things like that in the store. If you're buying them by the bag, take them out of the bag when you store them. That will prevent them from going spoiling faster. Okay, and the same want, thing if you use like a, a one of those plastic bags. Right, you don't you, want the moisture to get trapped in there in the bag. So let's get into how to use citrus in a second. But first, let's talk about our sponsor, Squarespace. Yes. So Squarespace is great for people like me who have a personal website that looks like it was designed in 1996 because it was designed in 1996 <laughs> and have no time or knowledge to build a website from scratch, but still want something that looks beautiful. People, in other words, who have standards. (laughs) (laughs) So I actually recently decided that I was finally going to do something about the embarrassment that is my website. And I'd seen other people's Squarespace pages, so I knew that it was the place to start. And I've signed up, and I actually think I might get something done this time. It's great. The sites look super professional and are easy enough for even a dummy like me to put together. (laughs) No coding required, anything like that. All the tools seem really intuitive and easy. And if you sign up for a year, you even get a free domain name to use. So people, be like me. Start your free trial today at squarespace.com. And when you decide to sign up, make sure you use the offer code REALSIMPLE and you'll get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace, build it beautiful. Okay, so let's get back to it. Juicing. Juicing citrus. Juicing citrus. Let's talk juicing. (laughs) Not drugging. I have this huge juicer in my, not drugging, in my cupboard. It's called like a chefin squeezer. Um, and I know this because we did a I did a TV segment on it, so I had to juice on air. Does it look like a thigh master? Pretty much, it's ginormous. <laughs> it's huge. Anyway, it does an incredible job. It squeezes out like forty yeah. percent more juice than a regular whatever, whatever. But it takes up so much space, and I think I've probably used it like three times over the course course of however long. So, do I need that? Um, I am a fan of what I think is the smaller version of what you're talking about, which is the little squeezers. They're usually they come in bright colors like green or yellow. The one that I have the the one that I use for lemons is yellow, and it is the one where you just can sl- fit half of a lemon in the cavity, and then you kind of squeeze it shut, and it has a rounded part that pushes. It's a reamer, basically. It's like a two-handled reamer. And you know what? Those are, like, low-tech, and they work great. I don't know why you would need, like, an industrial strength. Mine looks like like a hedge trimmer. (laughs) (laughs) The arms are so long. Uh, I mean, it does work brilliantly. Yeah, it's a gym tool. but Three times a a year. But, you know, uh, for most purposes, for getting juice out of citrus, like, something like that is going to be all you need. You don't need one of those, like, electric juicers or anything. Yeah. Like that. Unless you're making fresh squeezed orange juice every morning, which is great. But um, 
I think, at normal quantities, just the regular old manual one will do. And even more low-tech than that, like just a really basic reamer, like one of those wooden ones mm-hmm. with the pointier top, that works great too. So you really don't need to go out and go crazy with gadgetry when it comes to juicing. I've also heard that you could use a fork. You can yes, kind of like get in there. Yes, can. Yeah. Okay. Um, or a you know a spoon, you know a pointier yeah. spoon, or just your hand. Yeah, <laughs> throw it all That's out. Usually, what I do. <laughs> okay, so when you're zesting a piece of citrus, mm-hmm. first of all, you should wash it. Yeah, I mean, remove and the sticker. Remove the sticker. That's a big one. And you know, I, these days, I know a lot of people have microplanes. Um, which are those little rasps that uh, you can use to get the really finely uh, grated zest off of your citrus, which are great. But if you don't have one of those and you need some zest, it's not impossible (laughs) to do without it. So you can just use a sharp knife to pare away that outer layer of um, peel. And you, you do want to get it as thin as possible. Like don't just chop off like a half-inch piece with all the white stuff attached. That white stuff's going to be more bitter. Mm-hmm. That's the pith. But if you can just kind of slice off some of the the outer peel, you can just use your sharp knife to chop that finely, and you can use that just as well. Okay. I mean, it won't be quite as fine as a microplaner, but you also you don't always want it that fine. So sometimes the microplane isn't the right tool for the job. You don't need anything special. I love my RAS microplane, I have to say. (laughs) Okay. And then you're like, oh, we have to talk about supreming. Yes, we have to talk about like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Supreming uh, is just a fancy way of saying um, segmenting citrus so that you are cutting out just the fruit part without any of the pith. So the way you can you can Google it and you can see all kinds of like step-by-step visual instructions Oh, yeah, I've online. edited those step-by-steps. Um, but really all you have to do, again, is take your sharp knife and cut the skin off of the fruit. You want to leave it whole, but cut the skin away and as much of the pith as possible. And then hold the fruit in your, if you're right-handed, hold the fruit in your left hand and your knife in your right hand, and you're going to kind of wedge your knife in between the membranes, those pithy membranes of the fruit so that each slice comes out without, like a little triangle without the pith attached. And you can just transfer the, you do it over a bowl, that's the best way to do it, because then all the juice goes into the bowl and the little segments. And you can make a great breakfast that way or a beautiful dessert, actually, if you just like drizzle that with some syrup or something like mm. that, a little wine. Yeah. It's it's very elegant. I call it it's, sectioning, but I like yeah. calling it supreming. If you call it supreming, you can feel like a fancy lady. And yeah, it's it's just one of those little things to know how to do to like upgrade your game a little bit. Okay. So I want to talk about a few ways to actually use the citrus in recipes or to eat. Sure. And enjoy. But first, we want to talk about Audible, one of our sponsors of Things Cooks Know this week. So I have used Audible a number of times. We do a lot of driving. And the only way to keep the peace <laughs> in the car is to have something playing. So when it's just my husband and I, we've been using Audible to listen to books on tape that he and I will like. And we've just finished All the Light We Cannot See, which is 
fabulous by Anthony Doerr. It's a great story, and it's perfect for the car. When there are two children in the back seat, <laughs> our tastes tend more towards Rick Riordan books, oh. um, Percy Jackson, if for those in the know, at which point I fall asleep, as does my stepdaughter, but the other two like it, so that's fine. But it's just nice to have everything at your finger- fingertips to choose from, especially, again, in the car, because it really does... It really does help keep people from going insane. So for listeners of Things Cooks Know, we have a special offer. Audible is offering our listeners a free 30-day trial membership. You just need to go to audible.com slash cooks, and you can browse over 180,000 programs. There is definitely something for you in there. Download a free title, and you start listening. It's that easy. Go to audible.com slash cooks. That's audible.com slash cooks, and get started today. Okay. Let's talk about eating citrus for a second, okay. please. It's in such a lead-up. How do you use it kind of in winter in your everyday cooking, besides your olive oil cake, which your neighbor never got to eat? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so lemons, like I said, you could seriously use on everything. Um, just last night, I was home late. My husband was working late, so it was like a dinner-for-one kind of night, and uh I really didn't feel like doing anything. <laughs> so I made an omelet and I had some spinach in the fridge and I just like threw it into a pan with a little bit of butter and wilted it and then squeezed a whole lemon on top of it when it was done. Yeah. And that I think is just like the most delicious way to eat spinach and it takes nothing and no effort and I could have eaten like two pounds of it that way (laughs) but that basic idea of just like squirting a little bit on greens or vegetables at the end of the process is an amazing way to just kind of like boost blah flavors I've also been like roasting I'll take a lemon and I'll quarter it Mm -hmm. And or a couple lemons, and I'll put them on the roast the baking sheet when I'm roasting vegetables, or or roasting a chicken, yep. you know. And then you just use it to squeeze like the, the kind of the roasted lemon is so delicious. Absolutely, and then you can eat the inside too. Absolutely. So that's and you don't need like I think that people think that you have to just like zest the lemon or use the juice separately. Like using whole pieces of it is totally fine. You just probably want to take the seeds out because the seeds can be a little bit bitter and oh, and also like. Kind yeah. of get stuck in your Oops, teeth. I don't do that. But yeah, like just quarter a lemon and stick it inside the chicken if you're roasting it or something like that. But it can be as simple as just adding a little juice at the end. A grape grapefruits besides in olive oil cake <laughs> that I hoard. Like I said, you can supreme them and drizzle them with like a little honey. Or if you want to like make it fancy, you can like sort of warm your honey and season it with like a little rosemary. So you're sort of adding a little rosemary flavor to your honey, then pull the sprig of rosemary out and then put that on your grapefruit. And it's, like I said, it seems like fancy, but it's actually really easy and it's a beautiful breakfast. You could eat that plain or you could have it over some yogurt for like a little parfait. You could half a grapefruit and just sprinkle it with a little brown sugar and stick it under your broiler so it gets like a little That's crunchy. such an old-fashioned thing, right? Isn't yeah. that like a 50s or 60s <laughs> exactly. thing? Broiled grapefruit. You know, like it never goes out of style. Yeah. And um, oranges, tangerines, <laughs> what um, clementines, all of those things. Great in salads at this time of year with like red onions and fennel and a little vinaigrette. You can like use the juice in a vinaigrette and the segments of fruit in the salad. You can make like an orange juice 
marinade for chicken and roast it, like roast thighs or or breasts with that, and then with slices of oranges on top of them so the oranges get kind of crispy. Oh, um, or, you know, again, rosemary is, is good in, in that flavor combination or fennel and leeks. All of those things go really well together. Okay. I think that sounds good. I mean, basically the bottom line is you can use it in anything. <laughs> you can use any sort of citrus you, in basically yeah. anything. Yeah, I think, you know, people could, you could just challenge yourself for the next two months to see, like, how you can put something the in every meal. The great citrus challenge yeah. <laughs> for Things Cooks Now. That's perfect. Okay, so thank you so much for joining us today for the episode. We'd like to thank our producer, Tim Einenkel, and our engineer, Zach Dinerstein. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe on iTunes. For a million more great cooking tips and tricks and recipes, you can head to realsimple.com. And if you have topics you'd like us to cover next time, please tweet them to us at Sarah P. Humphreys or at S.Q. Karn. We'll be back next week.